Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mean Mommy Kink podcast. Um, we are here in episode three, and our topic today is age play in the wild. So age play outside of your house, outside of your bedroom, um, outside of your kitchen and living room. So we will have plenty to talk about with that. Um, but first, we wanted to start with our uh, small business. Um, we, of course, like to highlight businesses that are, you know, POC owned, queer owned, um, and make things that are relevant and useful to age players. Um, so today we have a little bit of a disclaimer. Uh, the business that we're doing today makes super cute clothes. She makes clothes in a wide variety of sizes. So she makes amazing plus size clothes for littles. But the business itself is a kawaii kind of sweet Lolita type business, and she doesn't necessarily advertise it as an age play business. So this is kind of a perfect segue into our topic, because if you approach this business and want to buy something, that's totally great. Give her your measurements and give her your money, and that's all you need to tell her. You don't actually need to share with her that you'll be wearing this at home for your mommy. You don't need to tag her in any baby pictures. You don't need to link her business to your age play. You can just enjoy the adorable stuff that she makes. Um, so our business today is Miss Candy Holic. Um, on Instagram, she is Miss M I S S Candy C A N D Y Holic L O H L. I'm sorry. Ooh, we're gonna try that again. <laughs> on Instagram, she is Miss M I S S Candy C A N D Y Holic H O L I C, and she's also at MissCandyHolic.com. Uh, and if you go to her Instagram, you'll see she makes adorable little dresses and little kind of jumpers and onesies that have like duckies on them and frogs on them. She has one for her um, fall that has a little pumpkin on it. It's super cute. Uh, she works with a lot of little like cartoon characters like Sanrio. She works in a lot of pastels. Uh, she makes super cute clothes. Um, but again, she is not an age play business. So you may be scrolling through her Instagram and be like, wow, that is a bunch of littles and adult babies and cute outfits. Not necessarily, they're just models. Um, and once you buy her clothes, you can do whatever it is you want with them. But again, don't approach her with all of your king fantasies because she probably is not interested. I think that's great. And I'm really glad that you gave that disclaimer because I'm going to use that to sort of segue into my disclaimer. We're talking about age play in the wild, sort of how you engage with age play in other circumstances and situations. And I just wanna talk briefly about something that I've noticed that can be sometimes difficult for folks who like age pet play um, is that people have really strong reactions to it. Some people really, really hate it. They just are like, ew, get that away from me. That's gross, it's weird. Um, even other kinksters. So mm. you have to learn ways to navigate your kink that feel good to you but then there are valid reasons why sometimes kinks are not, a, not appropriate in different circumstances. That's nothing wrong with every environment having rules and you should be allowed to express yourself in your kink. Um, but, but we're gonna talk about sort of specific ways you can do that so that you can be like, hey, you know, this is my thing. Fuck you if you don't like it, but also how can I not be an asshole? 
So this yes. is age play, how to not be an asshole, episode Basically, three. How to not be an asshole around other people. Cause sometimes age players really struggle with that. Um, both yeah. little and bigs. And, and it's important to have good boundaries, good ideas. But also, like we said, it's not about making you ashamed of your kink. It's about learning how to navigate your kink in a way that doesn't alienate everyone around you. Or if you're in public, land you in jail. Um, yes, <laughs> yes. So we're going to start with age play and kink spaces, because that's a space set up that should be adults only, of course. Um, it's going to have a lot more relaxed rules about what you can be wearing, um, how you can be acting, but it still has rules in general. Every dungeon or kink space is going to have its own rules, and you should check and see what those are before you arrive. Um, I myself am an edge player, so I will ask things like, do you allow blood? Do you allow fire? Because these are things that not every space has, uh, and I want to make sure I'm not stepping on any toes, and I also don't need to lug a bunch of gear into the city if they're not going to allow me to set up my scene. Um, and it, it should be the same way if you're doing something that uh, might be a health code violation. Diapers are a huge one uh, that a lot of people will run into. A lot of dungeons don't allow piss play, don't allow kind of bodily fluids, and that will include diapers. Uh, so you should ask if you're going to be there, do you allow them at all? And if so, how do you allow them? Um, some places will allow you to change them in the bathroom and dispose of them there, and that's it. You can't just set up a a scene in the middle of the dungeon that's going to involve a diaper change. Other places are totally fine. Some places don't allow them at all. Um, so it's something to think about. You can you can be wearing it, but you can't be using it and changing it. So uh, again, something to know before you show up with all your stuff and then you're disappointed. I um, also want to talk to the age players who maybe feel like, oh, I'm I, I everybody thinks I'm gross or even all the kinksters I know don't like age play, who maybe feels uncomfortable going to a kink space that's not age play specific, just a generalized kink party, you know? And so I really love a lot of different kinks and I'm used to going to a party where at least two of my top five things are not allowed. No matter which two is different parties, but I'm used to not always being welcome to do everything I wanna do. But that doesn't mean I still can't express myself the way I want to express myself. So I guess I want age players to feel like you can go into kink spaces, even if they're not age play specific, and you can do age play even if the folks there don't like age play. So you can, they, they're, not, they're not allowed to stop you from enjoying the kind of play you want, even if it squicks them, because there's yes. lots of things in the dungeon that I don't want to watch. Every time somebody gets their dick sucked in a dungeon, I personally don't want to watch that. But they're allowed to do things that squick me if, as long as it's permitted by the rules of the dungeon. So age play itself as the kink, they can't necessarily ban that whole kink, but they can say, yes, the specific diaper part, you can't do that here. Or no, you can't have blood. Or no, you can't do electrical play because of the rules of our space. So don't feel like you're not allowed to do your kink just because somebody there has a problem with it, but you do still have to follow the specific rules that are set up. Um, you have to follow the specific rules of the space and you also have to follow just basic common sense etiquette. Um, another thing that I've run into a lot in dungeons are littles that like are such in a little headspace that they think everyone there is there to play with them and they will run up to people and be little at them in just like a way that's really um sort of aggressive obnoxious and, uh, 
Yeah, yeah, it's obnoxious. Um, I also want you all to know, hold on just a second. I don't know if you can hear that at all, but there's an ice cream truck going past my house because of course there is. That's just perfect. I can't um, hear it, but I think we should not edit it out because it just seems very appropriate. Right. If anyone could hear it, there's a little ice cream truck that just went down my street, turned around, went back the other way because um, they heard we were recording for age players. Um, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, but, um, it, you know, and that's not to say, again, like like Jackie was just saying, you can certainly be little in a dungeon. You can certainly have fun. If you have folks that are known to you and enjoy interacting with you in little space, then by all means. But if it's a complete stranger or someone that has like not really ever consented to interacting with you in little space that you know, it's not necessarily appropriate. It's kind of the same thing as somebody popping you in the ass with a flogger that you didn't ask them to do that. Like it's it's a kink and you're doing it with somebody without getting their consent, right? Um, so just like you might have friends in the dungeon that know you know they enjoy being spanked by you know you and you see them it wouldn't be appropriate to spank someone else that you don't have that consent with it's the same similar kind of thing with being little you can absolutely be coloring in the corner you can absolutely be you know hanging out with your little friends and have stuffed animals hanging out with your big and have your you know your cute toys but running up to somebody that's either a complete stranger or that you don't really know in that context and wanting them to join you in that is not appropriate um, and that's absolutely quite a few times in dungeons yeah absolutely it, it tends to happen so often that i think some people sort of stereotype age players as Lord of the Flies, like they're just going to run yep. around and get in everybody's face with their lollipops and their games and they're all, you know, super trying to invest everyone else in the game you're playing, you know, and like y'all are playing, it's so, it's super obnoxious because one, just because I like age play doesn't mean I want to do it with everyone. Mm. And two, there's a type of person who does this where they don't necessarily take no for an answer. So now I'm in a position where you're not listening to me. And yes, littles can, you know, not can put bigs in a place where we're not even consenting to right. do this with you. Now you're demanding things. Oh, you want cuddles and hugs. I don't, I don't know you like that. I'm, I'm not right. I don't want to color with you like that. I don't even know who you are. And this is the thing that I've heard from a number of bigs, like people around the scene will know that you're into age play and just assume that you're going to do age play with them whenever. Mm -hmm. And if it's not an event that you're hosting that's for age play, that's not an appropriate assumption. You might be there doing something totally different. You might be there with your own little. You might just not want to be engaged with whoever that person is or whatever. Like, it's it's it's, it's not a great assumption. Um, yeah. And I just want to say I've seen the reverse. I've seen the daddy oh, yeah. come through and he's like, all right, little girl, I'm your daddy now. And the person's like, in my lab. No. Yeah, I don't fucking know you. Get out of exactly. here. Exactly. I don't fucking yeah. know you. It's exactly right. Um, so like I said, at best, this behavior is obnoxious. At worst, it can actually be traumatizing to people because, again, there's a bunch of different reasons why somebody might not like age play and forcing it into their face might cause a reaction that's not just I don't want to do this, but that's like super triggered and I don't want to be engaged in it. 
which is why in social areas we discourage all sorts of play in most dungeons. Um, It would be just as inappropriate to be piercing someone in a social area. Somebody might not like needles and blood and might pass out and hit the floor. Um, Mm -hmm. So you consider your kink the same as other people's kink, which not only legitimizes it and makes it so like, yes, I deserve to be here. My kink is the same as everybody else's, but Mm. also it can inform how you do your boundaries if you're not just seeing it as like an aesthetic, (laughs) you know? It can really help your boundaries. I'm trying to remember if it was Melina who said this story. It might be Melina, but she was talking about there was some little who was in charge of the bus at a convention. So they were the bus driver, but they were in little mode the whole time they're driving the bus. That's terrifying. It was terrifying. So now everyone on this bus is in the worst scenario. Nobody wants to be driven around by a five-year-old. I don't care if it's pretend or imagined, you know, or real. That's terrifying. It was awful. And so it's just this idea of like, you're creating your little world and now you're injecting it on everyone else non-consensually. And then whatever version of little you are, if you're a good kid or a bad kid, everyone's just got to deal with you, but, but you have adult reach. (laughs) That's not fair, you know? So it, it, you have to be considerate about what you're doing. Just like if somebody was like, oh, I'm the master and all women are my submissives and they walked around playing their little fantasy out, we would beat that motherfucker's ass. You wouldn't last long in the dungeon. He'd be kicked the fuck out because we'd be like, yeah, your fantasy is not happening in here. Exactly, exactly. Um, So yeah, just in larger dungeons, just be aware of your surroundings, make sure you're getting consent from people. have conversations with them when you're not in little headspace so that you know that they want to play with you in that way. Um, or if they come up and engage with you and you also want to be engaged with them, that's a good good idea that you're, you have a consenting person. Uh, if you don't want to be engaged with them, then walk away. Um, tell them no, you don't have to play with anyone that comes up and plays with you. Um, but that's kind of part of it. Um, if you're in a specifically age play oriented setting it's a little different because there yeah, are that's nowadays, what I wanted to ask if, go ahead yeah yeah that's a, there are a lot of places that are doing kink parties kink kink a little munches mm-hmm. uh there are some places here that do little lock-ins you even have like a sleepover like a slumber party type situation um and those those have a little bit different rules right because everyone there is there for age play so those you really can be terrassing around um you you could meet other little and start a you know a game with them you can uh kind of go up to other bigs in little space and they might not um, engage with you in like any kind of personalized play if that makes any sense uh, yeah. but they might like show you where the snack table is or um, hand you back your toy that just rolled under the couch or whatever so um, it is more of a place where you can kind of really inhabit a little space and run around and for bigs as well I always when I go to one of those places feel like I'm kind of watching a daycare because there's just so many little tearing around and oh my god <laughs> as and we're always outnumbered like five to one as bigs and so one of the first things I do when I go to a little party is ascertain whether there's caffeine um, and if if there's no coffee made, I make it right away because we're gonna need the coffee. And then I distribute the coffee to all of the other bigs that are there. And so we're just standing around with our coffee, watching chaos ensue, um, and trying to make sure nobody breaks anything. Um, 
I do. I should tell you my story about the first um, Littles party I went to in LA. It was like they had um, some kind of Littles group, almost like a like a troop, almost not like like a Girl Scout troop or something. It wasn't Girl Scouts. It was just they all got together and did little um, parties. But just the way they organized, it's kind of yeah. a play on Girl Scouts in the kink community. There's lots of Little Scouts troops all over the country. Yeah, Little Scouts. It was super cute. And so it was a Halloween party. And like you said, there were probably seven Littles to one big. And <laughs> um, I went in there and there was a lot of like people having floor time by themselves in small groups. And the bigs were sort of st- staying near the group where they knew some of the Littles and they would rotate a little bit, but not, you know, mostly able to stick with the people that they knew. But as a uh, unattached big, I got to do sort of pickup play. You know, I found that a lot of littles um, in those parties, it was either their first event or they're super new. So they all wanted to do very light BDSM play. And I'm not usually a light player, but I have a little more room for it in a little space because I get like progression. And also I can't just start tearing someone the ribbons the first time I meet you. Right. You know, I, get a little, I have a little more leeway for new people, especially like if you're brand new and you want to start off light, that's a really good way to go. Honestly. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I want to start you off light anyway, because I don't fucking know you. And so mm-hmm. I like to, I, you know, I was more like auntie directing the kids. So I was making yep. the kids play with each other, which is perfect because they none of them have any experience. So, yeah, y'all fuck each other up and I'll just let you know if you're hitting their spine or whatever, you know. <laughs> It was great, but it was just like, I got to be teacher, teaching them to do little naughty things and spank each other and tie each other up. And, you know, I got to be a watcher, which was fun. And then we had cupcakes and candy and um, there was a cuddle pile or something. So it was very like uh, beginner steps, fluffy for me, because I like it a lot rougher than that, but it still was a nice way to meet a lot of people and if you are a big going into those spaces you are catnip so don't worry somebody will talk to you <laughs> yeah and it's just a light-hearted fun place like it's you know if you go to a larger dungeon it does feel a little bit like pressure when especially when you're new because everyone's got all these cool toys and you know leather gear and whatever else littles parties really don't have that energy they genuinely yeah. have a fun i will meet everybody um let's all play games together let's all eat snacks let's all you know color on the floor let's all play twister you know um and it's it's really a, a much more lighthearted energy. I've, I've yet to go to a Littles party that feels incredibly creepy to me. I'm sure one exists out there, but generally yeah. if they're in public places and they're not just like in someone's house. They're generally really fun. Um, one of the only things I've ever run into in Littles parties that, again, I would encourage people to have boundaries about uh, is, again, diapers. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a lot of Littles parties, they will have negotiated with the space as to what can happen with diapers. Um, mm. Obviously, that's a big part of a lot of people's little little identity is wearing diapers. So first of all, they usually will tell you what the rules are going to be ahead of time if they don't ask. Um, I've been to parties where it's totally fine to change diapers in the middle of the dungeon. Um, I've been to parties where you can do number one, but not number two for diapers. I've been to places that um, our Littles Munch used to be in a, in Wicked Grounds, which is technically a restaurant. It's a coffee house. It's a kink coffee house in San Francisco that's 18 plus. It's a great space. But 
it, it follows health code violations. So diaper play could not happen because that's a health code violation. Um, and so they, they let us know like, hey, it's nothing to do with us not being into your kink. It's that you literally can't do health code violations here. It's the same with people that want to come in here and pierce, for example. Um, we wouldn't be able, be able to allow that either. So um, figure out what the rules are of the space and follow them. And also, if you have not come with somebody that is willing to change your diaper, some spaces will provide that. And if so, they will let you know exactly who those people are. Don't approach other people to change your diaper. Mm. That is the one thing that I've run into in Little's parties that has in any kind of way freaked me out is when a total stranger that I don't know, usually a cis man, will waddle up to me and ask me in the baby voice if I can change his diaper. And I'm just like, I don't know you from Adam and I don't want to touch your genitals. Yeah. And, and can I say, I hate the baby voice for everyone, all genders. I'm, that's me personally. Like we can do age play, but for me, I hate the voice. So people sometimes think they can do the voice at folks oh, I'm a little baby, boo -de boo you know? And like, <laughs> I motherfucking hate the voice. So See, I don't mind the voice. If someone comes up to me and goes, where's the snack table? I'm like, oh, it's right over there. But there's a big difference between where's the snack table and can you touch my genitals and wipe away my pee? Once again, exactly. If you're just asking for directions <laughs> in the voice, that could be your voice, that's fine. But if you're asking me sexual things or you're involving me in your scene before we, I even know you, I want to hear you'd speak to me personally. This is Jackie. I want to hear you speak like an adult at least once before <laughs> we have an age play because yeah. I need to know you're capable of that. I don't want well, and that. I wouldn't get into a scene that's that deep at an age play party with someone I haven't met, mm. um, but I love the voice in bed. I'm not going to lie. I'm oh, I'm a motherfucker. I hate the shit. I'm I'd rather you scream like an freak. adult <laughs> in a diaper. No. I'm absolutely 100% that kind of freak. So again, it takes all kinds. If you're a little that your voice changes when you're little, that's not a turnoff for everyone. Um, but again, common sense and boundaries. Uh, it's one of those things where if that's a need that you have for someone else to change you, by the way, a lot of the um, ABDL people I know are quite capable of changing themselves and they will go to parties. And if that's there's true. no one there that they've negotiated that with, they'll just take care of themselves in the bathroom and be good to go. So that can also be a thing. You can wear your diapers and have a great time and just change yourself. But if you have not negotiated someone else changing you and that's a need that you very much have, then it's not appropriate to ask someone that's just a random stranger at the party or someone that you've been talking to for 10 minutes that hasn't agreed to that yet. Um, that would be negotiated just like a scene. So maybe it's a possibility, but you'd want to have a conversation with them first, again, in your grown-up voice. Yeah. Um, you have to before... use your grown-up voice at least once. You have to use your grown-up yes. voice before you can use your other voices. And by the way, I have run into bigs that are creepy about that in the other fucking direction. People that are mm. wearing diapers are not there to be touched by strangers, yeah. are not there to ask for diaper checks or anything to do. Diapers are underpants. Don't touch people in the underpants if you have not had a conversation with them and gotten consent. I have absolutely run into bigs that are also fucking creeps. And yeah. again, not appropriate to just start from 100 instead of zero like you want to go from zero to 100 and not real quick <laughs> yeah really <laughs> you, you want to have a fucking conversation if not several to make sure that you fully have someone's consent before you touch them in the genitals and underpants like it's not 
yeah it's not rocket science like they go in the same place that all the other types of underpants go in so <laughs> I was <laughs> um I was also gonna say like I guess I'm just trying to find the best way to say this but if you are okay so the underwear you know your your diapers if you want someone to change your diaper I think I guess maybe not even diapers is the best way to start this, but whatever you're into is a little, I think it's good to do it by yourself first and see if you like that before necessarily involving other people. I don't know what, what it is about diapers specifically, but maybe it's just the, the potty stuff or, or the feeling of it, but it takes people to really deep, intense places oh, yeah. it can. So, oh yeah. I would really suggest if you're into something like a diaper that you can do by yourself, you know, not for medical reasons, we're talking about strictly kink. If you want to do that, you should try it by yourself and then you can find other people who like that thing and you can talk to them about that before necessarily trying to find somebody to change you. Um, because I know from my personal experience, I met someone who was a submissive and they super, super wanted to try diapers, but they just didn't feel comfortable doing it by themselves. So I'm like, okay, we can do this together. And then we did it together and they loved it. And then afterwards, it was like, how could you do that to me? Because all of their like shame, shame. around enjoying that thing, they can make it like I'm, I made them do it. And not in the sexy way, in the like repressed way, in the mm -hmm. I'm going to transfer all of my negative feelings about this thing that I actually secretly love onto the dominant because then I can make them into a bad guy. And that sounds like kind of convoluted, but it's really easy for people who are submissives or bottoms to, to want something so much that it almost embarrasses them. Mm -hmm. And so I just want folks to be mindful and, and proactive about these things that you enjoy. Even if you enjoy being embarrassed by it, you don't have to flip the scenario and like doing it yourself and taking control over it, learning how you like it, learning what kind of diapers you like, when you want to wear them, what you want to do with them before you involve more people is helpful to everyone involved. And, and you really do have to remember, like for some folks, diapers are just underpants, if not sexy underpants. For other folks, you are poking a part of your brain that's so old that it's practically subconscious. Um, so you really kind of, again, doing it by yourself, or if you're exploring with a partner, make sure you really trust that person because you're just not sure those first couple times if it's going to be like, that was cool, I had a good time, or if like, it's going to poke some part of your brain that you didn't even know was a thing for. Yeah, so that's a lot of things with kink. Know. That's mm -hmm. a lot of things with kink. Even if I love the idea, the first two, three times I tried it, I was like, holy shit, this is different than I imagined it because it's real now. Mm -hmm. So just giving yourself permission, even with these light fluffy things or whatever you're trying to do, giving yourself permission to go slow and to figure out if you actually like that before you start complicating it, adding more people or what have you. Exactly. All right, so we've kind of covered cage, cage play. Ooh, slightly different topic, also hot. We've kind of covered age play in kinks faces. Um, we want to talk a little bit about age play in actual public, like just in straight up outside vanilla space. Oh, well, like grocery stores, up, anywhere, like grocery stores, public parks, 
Disneyland movie theaters, you know, places where other people are that are either children and therefore can't consent or adults that have not consented to being a part of your age play scene. Okay. Um, so we want to talk a little bit first about how not to be an asshole, because it's actually really easy to be an asshole with age play. And since you're wearing clothes that aren't like a full latex cat suit or a puppy hood and a jock strap, it might not seem quite as obvious that you're involving people in your king, but you definitely can be if you're not pretty careful. Um, so uh, and, and this is also uh, the part where I, I want to touch on a slightly unfortunate double standard. If you are a cisgender adult man, unfortunately, you have a lot less leeway when it comes to getting away with a cute aesthetic in public and not creeping people out. That's not fair, but there it is. If you're a grown ass man and you're walking around in a Care Bears t-shirt, some people might think it's super cute. Other people might think it's a little weird. If you're a grown ass man and you're walking around in a Care Bears t-shirt with a hair bow, now people are like, what's happening? If you're a yeah, grown it's ass definitely man, giving. It's definitely giving right? something else, yeah. If you're a grown ass man with a Care Bears t-shirt, a hair bow, and you're carrying a teddy bear, at that point, people are gonna be like, what the fuck is going on? Whereas if yeah. you're a 25 year old cis female, people are just going to think you're adorable for the most part. You're a quirky girl who likes to bring her bear into the target. It's unfortunate. It's absolutely a double standard. But the more traditionally cis male you look, the less leeway you're going to have with the general public. And no, that's not fair, but you guys get everything else, so I don't want to hear it. <laughs> there it is. You, you guys get all the other fucking perks of life, so this one you're going to have to just take one for the fucking team. So keep that in mind, who you actually fucking are before you step out of the house. Um, but even if you are a cute, young, you know, cis female or someone that can pass for cis female to everyone else out in the world, um, whether or not that's your actual gender, uh, be aware that if you're really heading into kink territory, there are other people around you. And if they kind of catch on to what you're doing, even if it's just a weird vibe, it can make them really fucking uncomfortable because they didn't agree to be a part of your scene. They might not even 100% know what they're looking at. They just know it's a little weird that the, you know, person with the teddy bear and the bow in their hair just called the other adult there with daddy and that person called them princess. That's a little weird to people. Even if they don't quite know what they're looking at, they're like, that seemed off. Um, so it's not to say you can't do and say these things, but be aware of who's an earshot. Um, be aware of who's who can see you. Um, be aware of your clothing. If you're someone that likes diapers, your diaper should not be showing in public. That is not appropriate. Um, especially, you know, if you're if you're a, a diaper for kink purposes. Obviously, if you wear diapers for medical reasons, that's a different story entirely. But if you're a person that just wears diapers for kink, if your diaper is visible at all in public, you are now involving everybody else in your kink. Like that's, that's the long and the short of it. If it's coming out of the top of your pants or if you're wearing a dress that people can see up it when you move or if it's so incredibly large that it's obvious in your pants, if you don't have a medical need for it, you're just involving people in your kink. 
I also want to say that we see a lot of porn online where it's like, ooh, I messed my diaper out in public or ooh, I'm walking around doing this in public and people are seeing it and they're shocked. And the whole thing about porn is that it's fantasy. Those people have been paid, they're actors. The scene has been set. It's either really late at night or really early in the morning or everybody in the whole room is in on it or, or maybe those people are taking the scary risk to just disrupt the area and to make this porn for you. But porn is different than the standards of actual real life. There are consequences. Mm -hmm. If you're any type of queer person or a person of color or, you know, neurodivergent or trans or anything where being alive has its own complications, and then you add on something that could look odd to it, Mm It doesn't mean that you're not able or you don't have the right to do that, like to be who you are. But once you start disturbing the people in, in, around you, you're risking your own safety, your own health. People call the cops for nothing. You think Literally they will come? No reason. Yeah, you think if you look like a bunch of weirdo clown babies walking around doing some stuff, they won't call the police? You think you can get on the subway and somebody won't call somebody? Literally, you can just be black walking around and they can call the police. Right. So, so if you're the, walking around in a short dress with diapers showing in a school zone, you right. your ass might be in jail. And that's not exactly. a cute place to be. Even if they decide there's nothing to charge you with, your ass still had the trauma of going to jail. <laughs> exactly. And a lot of the things that kinksters do can get misconstrued real quick. So he's calling you daddy or you're you're talking about mommy. If you, somebody gets spanked out in public now, it's like, we just saw them hitting that person. We we saw this happening. You know, this looks like abuse because they're in your business. Even even if people don't know what they're looking at, I've had relatives of exes of mine that sat them down to ask them about our relationship to make sure they were okay because they didn't understand and the couple times they've interacted with us where like they've seen a rule happen or something like that even when we tried to be as discreet as possible they still pick up the vibe and they were Mm -hmm. like you always do what she tells you and we're worried about you so be aware that like and then then this person had to have a very real conversation with their parents about kink and it was unfortunate but like it's better that than for them to think that I have them chained up in a basement at night against their will like Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it's it's people pick up on vibes we were pretty careful we we have very good boundaries but people pick up on vibes and they can absolutely pick up on the power dynamic that we had so again be aware that like people pick up on more than you'd think um and a lot of people like i said are willing to chalk up oh they're quirky and cute if you're under a certain age Mm. if you're if you're female or appear to them to be female if you're under a certain weight, if you're the lighter you get, the more bullshit you get away with, trust me, you know, if you don't think a 22-year-old white cis female could get away with way more than a 45-year-old black trans woman, as far mm-hmm. as age play aesthetic goes, you are absolutely deluding yourself. So again, is that fair? Absolutely not. But that's the way the world works. You need to keep your own safety paramount as well as the consent of others, but also your own safety. Just be aware, like throw a jacket over your outfit on the way to the littles party. 
Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I've absolutely met a ton of little, so I'll bring a bag and just straight up change clothes entirely into the cute little stuff they want to wear when they get to an event, because it's not safe for them to be on the train in their outfit. It's not safe for them to be walking around a city in their outfit. So, you know, keep that in mind, keep yourself safe. Um, keep in mind what it can look like to other people. And also keep in mind, like I said, people's consent, people's comfort levels. Um, and kind of how you're, how you're portraying yourself to others. And also, again, what that can mean for our community at large. People think age players are super fucking obnoxious. Don't add into that by being super fucking obnoxious. I, I agree with that. I, I would say also, if you and your partner have an age discrepancy that's obvious, and then you're playing it up through your play, you're sending a lot of different messages. And I don't know you have to be careful what you want to send out. I'm not saying you can't, you can do whatever you want to do, but just understand what kind of messages you're sending out. For example, mm-hmm. something I've noticed sometimes is there'll be cis men, like cis heterosexual men, but when they age play, they cross-dress. So you're now out in public cross-dressing, but you live as a, you have all the privileges of a white man or a cis man or whatever type of man you are, but you are now living an experience that can be read a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. People can assume things about certain communities, what have you. So it's just like taking, right, taking that extra time to really think about what kind of messages am I sending out? You know, I love cross-dressing as much as the next person. Like one of my first kinks was cross-dressing. I don't care what your gender is. I like it always. But then I would notice some folks would cross-dress and they would send out really specific messages that I didn't necessarily get down with. I mean, I love sluts. I love all kinds of sexual liberated people, but I don't like it when someone becomes a caricature of a slut in a negative way that is implying that all women are sluts or all women are supposed to be sluts or that's the natural order of things. I don't want any sort of weird dogma attached to slutness. Anyone can be a slut. It can be fun. It doesn't have to be this weird gender violence thing. Right. But if you're into that you have to understand you can be sending out different messages so that's the only thing about littles too it's like yes you have your kink but you have to understand what yourself from the outside what you can be projecting out into the world you can't just give everyone you know include everyone in it blanket just like Mm -hmm. master so-and-so who says oh i think all women are submissives well you're a dumbass that's not true for everybody and you can't just live in the world as if all women are ready to be your submissive because that's mm-hmm. your kink, you know? No, nobody else is, is joining that party with you. Same thing with your diaper. Um, if you want to wear your diaper, that's great. It's technically your diaper. So you should know how to take care of it. It shouldn't actually require anyone else to take care of it. And if you find somebody else who wants to do more things with you with it, that's great. But and that's very, your very kink. Easy. It's very, very easy to find clothing that'll hide a diaper. If you want to walk around Target with a diaper on, nobody needs to know about this. It's very easy to find clothing that'll cover that up. It's not anyone's business. But if you make it people's business, that's a different story. Exactly. It's like there's so many cosplay, Lolita people out here, street fashion, this, goth, whatever, all these different intersecting communities. So even if you go out there in your onesie with your pigtails, people may not necessarily know 100% what they're looking at. So there are ways you can walk that line. 
But at the same time, just like if you see somebody else wearing a onesie with a pacifier and a little backpack on with some cartoon shoes, that doesn't necessarily mean they want to do age play with you. It could be fashion. It could be uh, all kinds of reasons why they oh, want to yeah. dress the that amount, way. The amount of kink that I've seen in fashion and age play that I've seen in just regular fashion is mm-hmm. very odd. Um, a couple of, of shows ago, I recommended Hot Topic as a place to get age play clothes because they sell so much stuff you can use. But that also means there are teenagers walking around wearing that stuff. Yep. So, you know, be aware that not everyone you run into that is pastel and cute or wearing a cartoon t-shirt is into age play. It's very much become a regular part of society, which is kind of nice for us. Because again, if you're just walking around in a cartoon t-shirt and a regular pair of pants or skirt, nobody really has a vibe, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. maybe, maybe you don't have to add the pacifier clip and then nobody has a vibe. Everyone's just like, oh, that's a cool t-shirt. I like Care Bears too. And that's a way that you can get away with the same you know thing that you'd want to wear but you can you've you stealthed it a little bit more and made it so that you're not giving up giving off a vibe to everybody so it's kind of being aware of your surroundings being aware of what you're putting out there um there are some places though i do want to mention that you can be a little more outwardly little um because they're kind of set up for people to be having more fun if that makes any sense so like for example if you are a middle and you go to a paintball range you're supposed to be running around screaming. It's paintball. So, you know, that's a great place for you to like run around and, you know, pew, pew with the guns and everything else, because that's what it's set up for. No one's going to notice that you're acting strangely in that context. Whereas if you were running around with a Nerf gun in an office building, that would be a little odd. <laughs> um, exactly. Same thing with, with places like Disneyland. Disneyland's a great place to be little but on the stealth, because again, you're surrounded by children. So you don't want to have anything overtly age play on you on outwardly. Um, you want to watch it because little ears hear everything when you're calling each other mommy and daddy and you know baby and all that kind of thing. But at the same time, it's set up for adults to be childlike and run around. So it's a great place for you to be like, wow, there's Mickey Mouse. He's right there. It's super cool. Like, oh, you want to go take a picture with him? Let's take a picture. You know, and that's not unusual at Disneyland because there are plenty of adults that do that that are not the least bit into age play that just like to have fun at Disneyland. Um, so again, it's it's a great way to you can you can always find these little places to go on age play dates. Um, Disney movies, there's plenty of adults that go see Disney movies. So I've gone lots of age play dates to Disney movies. Um, and if you're not sitting right next to somebody else, which in COVID times, if you're going to the movies, I hope to hell you're not sitting right next to somebody else. You can whisper all sorts of things to each other and nobody has to know that there's anything age play happening. You're just too people watching a Disney movie together either as friends or on a date um, so there's lots of little ways that you can you can go to places that are more set up for that and get away with a little bit more but it's still important to not be forcing your kink on other folks um, and speaking of Disneyland there's a little something I wanted to talk about uh, it also has to do with diapers we've kind of been a little hard on diaper people I don't want people to think that we don't you know support diapers and want you no, to wear I them. Like- I've done, I mean, I've, I've been a big folks with diapers. I've let changed people before. So I actually don't have a problem with diapers at all. It's so funny. All the things I have a problem with diapers actually aren't it. Cause I can just wear gloves. I'm not worried about it. Like it's right. fine. I'm, I'm completely ambivalent about diapers. I don't want to change them, but I also don't care if someone's wearing them. It just does not, I mean, 
doesn't make any difference to me. Again, I, it's like someone wearing random underpants. But when yeah, I, I, you, I would remove any type of underpants. So there you go. Um, <laughs> so, but I, I had heard about um, folks that did not use diapers for medical purposes that were in a public place. And they went into the adult changing room in a public bathroom to do a diaper change for age play. And that made me really upset because uh, there are actually disabled people and their caretakers and caregivers that need that space. Um, there was someone that I knew that used to care for an adult that was disabled and wore diapers. And those places are set up so that you can change an adult. It's actually very difficult to change a disabled adult, um, especially if they're not able to help you with their weight and with everything else like that. Um, and it's also very difficult to find spaces that even exist where you can change a disabled adult. So if those places exist, leave them the fuck alone, age players. If you don't Amen. medically need these places, Amen. stay the fuck out of them because people that need these spaces might have been looking for it all day, might have been, you know, at Disneyland and had to travel all the way across the park to find the one goddamn built changing table or might have been, you know, out running errands all day and finally made it to the one place that has the adult changing table and then your ass is taking up space. It's not appropriate. It's ableist as shit. Don't fucking do it. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's actually fucked up. It's not fun and cute. And that's the thing, like your kink is fun and cute for you until the second it actually affects somebody who needs the space. And then you're being a mm -hmm. fucking asshole. Yeah. If it's affecting other people in a negative way, especially you're being a fucking dick. And I don't care that it's a private room. It's a private room that is not set up for that. It's set up for someone with a very fucking real need. Leave it alone. Exactly. Exactly. The same thing with disposing of your diapers in weird places. People that work in restaurants are not set up to be carrying adult diapers out of the men's room. People that, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, just be be conscientious of it. I mean, like, even even outside of diapers, because we are giving it to them. So I really don't have a problem with diapers, y'all. Like, I mean, I've been there, done that, have the t-shirt. Um, I'm, but it's like folks who pee on themselves. I've seen a lot of li yes. like littles and folks who do that. They'll go somewhere and they'll wet themselves because they enjoy the feeling of wetting themselves. And you know, I flag yellow. I'm not hating, but if you're gonna pee on yourself and now you're walking around, getting on public mm -hmm. transit, like smelling like pee, that's not fair to anyone else around you. You're an actual health hazard. You can't sit on anything. Mm -hmm. You should not do that. So your kink, you have to find ways to do it so that it does not affect other people. Now, if you want to be a pervert and go find a way to go pee behind a tree somewhere, honestly, if nobody sees you, I don't give a fuck. I don't know. Dogs do it. I'm not tripping. But there's also like, if you're doing it next to a school, you're going to end up on a sex offender list. So exactly. Like there are very real consequences to doing things in public. Very mm -hmm. fucking real. Yeah. It and does not take much. explain for the rest of your life to housing and jobs. Mm -hmm. why you were arrested wearing a diaper by a school peeing out the side of your diaper mm -hmm. and we're and it's not like it's it's like haha funny but these are real things that people we know are on lists because they did some kink too close to a school you don't even think about it it's late at night you're walking down the street you're like oh i'm gonna pee here and we're gonna have some fun next thing you know a cop car rolls by and they catch you and you look like a fucking weirdo now mm-hmm and the rest of your life, every job, every place you want to live, you have to announce that you're moving your address all because yeah. you wanted to do this real also, quick. Also, like, 
we don't really think about it, but there are a lot of extra legal things that could happen to you. Extra legal meaning like not to do with the police at all. If mm. you again are a grown ass man and you're playing on a children's playground, somebody's dad might have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. And somebody's dad might not call the damn police because they might just decide you're up to something that you're not up to at all and mm-hmm. beat the ever living shit out of you. So again, you need to be conscious of what you're doing. Yeah, you have to take into consideration the people around you, because if I'm a single mom and I have my two kids on the playground and I'm a pretty kink aware person, but I see a dude at the playground wearing a diaper, I'm a, I would probably kick his ass too, straight up. I wouldn't really ask a lot of questions because kinksters, like, I would hope, would know better. Should know damn better. Exactly. Again, like you said before, the, the May-December age relationships, if you're a big and your little is a 19-year-old girl that looks like she's 14 especially when she's wearing cute pink frilly shit and mm-hmm. you touch her in a in some type of way in public somebody might just beat the ever-living shit out of you because they might think yeah. that you're a child molester even though you're not yeah and that's the thing too like some littles i know we like to play a ooh, i'm kind of scared of you or ooh, i don't really want this game and like that game is fun but you can't play that game everywhere because somebody's gonna nope. think you're big as a fucking child molester or a kidnapper or god only knows and like I god said, only knows they think they're doing 100% the right thing and saving you, mm-hmm. but the end result is that your big's in the fucking hospital. Like, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> a group of dudes was like, get the fuck off that little girl. What's wrong with you? You just called her a little girl, like fucking freak. You know what I mean? Like to Absolutely. other people, this looks fucked up. And so you really need to be careful. Um, I've had that happen to me too. I had somebody that one, one of my ex-partners, they were like, oh, is that your son? And I was like, lady, he's covered in tattoos. He's in grad school. Of course he's not my son. Like, how would there be a child with arm sleeves? But like, she didn't <laughs> see that. She didn't see that close. I'm just tall. Yeah. And he was short and had kind of a baby face. And so she was like, that's a child. And she just kissed him full on the mouth. I want to investigate. Absolutely. I want to get into my, I want to get into their business. And yeah, that lady was taking it too far. You can kiss your partner on the mouth. You shouldn't have to worry about that kind of thing. But again, be aware of what you look like because you never fucking know. Yeah, it's really scary too as a big, I mean, I, I'm not to make everything racial, but you know, everything is racial. So fuck y'all. Oh, absolutely. Karen could have called the police on me easily. Absolutely. And also it's like, when I have white friends, I have to know that if we get pulled over by the police, y'all are going to know to shut the fuck up or, you know, talk exactly enough to use your privilege to get us out of this situation. Like, I have to trust. Right. Don't give any you... extra details. Correct. We don't talk to the police. You know that because you're hanging out with me. Cool. Right. So if you're my age play person, I have to know that you can sound like an adult when people are around so that I don't look like a fucking kidnapper and that I can trust you enough to know when to play games and when we need to okay everybody act like an adult because people are looking at us and it could look weird like don't make me look weird have a vanilla explanation at the ready like oh no i just like cute things exactly tell them a damn thing about king absolutely you should have a vanilla backup like if it's cool to call mommy it's cool to say mommy at home but out in public it's miss jackie you know or something like you called them mommy somebody heard you and asked about it and like oh no no i said mommy m-a-m-i lots of people call their partner that like mm-hmm. more, like yeah. have a fucking backup immediately be ready to back up what you just said and did in a way that's not explaining kink to the fucking police or to a random stranger it's not going to end well never does all right i think 
we've kind of covered um, being kinky in public in a bad way. What are some fun ways you can be kinky in public that don't drag people into your kink, um, but can like get your age play needs met and kind of have that itch scratched without again, causing a scene, landing yourself in jail, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. I used to love pride because going, you know, the gay pride or going to some sort of parade it was like a perfect excuse to put on all of your swag and bullshit and run around in the street. And you could actually feel a little more comfortable doing it because it's a festival atmosphere. So I know it's COVID, nobody's doing that now, but mm. festivals, concerts, outdoor, outdoors events, I find you have a little more space. And so you can be weird and give yourself space to do that. Yes, Halloween is another big one. Um, it's, it's, it's an interesting holiday because it, it gives a lot of people a lot of license to do something in public for the first time and really experience it. I know a lot of folks that say the first time they cross-dressed was Halloween. Um, a lot of folks that say the first time they wore a diaper outside was Halloween because if you're going to a party, especially if it's an adults-only party, you can dress up like whatever and that's just your Halloween costume and oh, ho, ho, isn't it funny? He's a baby for Halloween. They, they don't, again, need to know that there's anything kinky happening. They're just like, that's a funny costume. You're a big baby for Halloween so um, Halloween's another one that's similar to Pride where you can you can really have fun and kind of get away with a lot more than you normally would in a regular night yeah I definitely used Halloween as way too many excuses mm-hmm. there are also like um, kind of cute dates that you can just go on I mentioned going to Disney movies if you if you're able to make it to a, a full-on Disney park or theme park um, or like local things you can do. I, I used to love going to like pumpkin patches um, where you're just picking out pumpkins. They usually have those silly little cutouts where you put your face in the thing and it turns you into like a scarecrow or something and you take a silly picture. Um, obviously it is tempting as the like giant bounce house are you can't get into those if you're an adult because there's kids in there but you can still have a good time and just you know have like a wholesome cute little date where you're just again two friends or or partners picking out a cute pumpkin and just having fun um and that's not seen as odd so i've definitely done some pumpkin patch dates which are really cute i've done like um apple picking and christmas tree farms like all those kind of like wholesome uh, places are really cute places for for little age play dates where you know you don't obviously want to show up doing way too much but most people aren't going to think it's weird that you're having a fun blast with the pumpkin patch because it makes everyone feel like a kid to go pick out a pumpkin for Halloween um, so that's a good place um, I think you had um, okay so my um, I had the Ren Fair I love the Ren Fair oh that's a good one yeah, you can one. do whatever at the Ren Fair. They don't give you a fuck. You can wear total bullshit to the Ren Fair. You can be dressed like a little fairy princess no matter what your gender and they will be like, lovely, we enjoy it. Like, <laughs> There's also great. like um, like trampoline parks or, you know, those, oh, yeah, those things are great. where you can like climb a wall, rock climbing type shit. I don't do none of that, but some people love it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, places like the zoo are super mm-hmm. fun again you're outside looking at animals everybody in the world turns into an eight-year-old when they see a cool animal they're just like that's tiger that's just cool like objectively that's fucking cool yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know so stuff like that um, a lot of science museums nowadays have adult nights 
Um, mm -hmm. And so those are really fun if you don't want to have kids around you at all. But science museums in general are fun to run around. Again, they encourage you to be kind of childlike and touch everything. And, uh, you know, it's, it's if you're a big that likes to be kind of more of a teacher role, you can teach them about science and, you know, read all the little plaques that are next to the displays and do all the science experiments and all that kind of stuff. Um, so things like zoos, aquariums, science museums, great places for little dates. Um, and then you had a, a fun story about uh, how you can really add a little spice to any date with a butt plug. Oh, yes. Okay, so um, once upon a time, I was uh, a little submissive, and I went with my dom to get her nails done. And it was actually one of my favorite dates. It was like, mommy took me she was getting her nails done. And the whole time I was wearing this giant butt there wiggling in my seat and she's got the remote control. So she's playing with it. And the whole thing was like actually my nightmare because I couldn't even keep it in the whole time it took her to get her nails done. I had to say, I'm sorry, you know, ma'am, I need to go to the restroom. And she knew that was our code word for, I got to get this thing out. And so I remember being in the restroom of this place and she gave me a little Ziploc bag. So I pulled it out and I stuck it in my little Ziploc bag. And then I stuck my bag in my purse and then I washed my hands real good. And I walked out of there. Nobody knew anything. Very, very smooth. I think if you're going to do any sort of public play, it has to be so smooth that no one could ever suspect. And that to yes. me is the best public And play. come prepared, have that fucking Ziploc. Don't be washing your plug out in the public sink. That's not okay. What the hell? No, absolutely not. That was part of the setup. She was like, if you need to use it, here's some wet naps, a bag, you know, put it in there and then you come sit next to me and then we'll talk about it later. And that was perfect. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's a great addition to just about anything. Um, super duper fun. It can make those wholesome dates that I just described a whole lot more interesting and spicy. You're at the pumpkin patch with a butt plug that has a remote that's in your dominance purse or pocket. Um, and again, nobody has to know what's happening, but you do, and that's fantastic. Um, so that can add a lot of spice to any activity, really going to the grocery store, anything like that. Again, as long as nobody knows about it, as long as you're not making a big deal, as long as you're not you know telling anyone god forbid you know what i'm saying like just again be really smooth and you can you can you can do that that's what those things are designed for is public play that's very very discreet and doesn't involve other people um i kind of also want to talk a little bit about like dates that are, are more designed for bigs because i i mean and and some of them are just fun all around like science museums and planetariums i i personally love in big mode. I think they're just super fascinating and fun. Um, and I, I do love little wholesome pumpkin patch type dates, but one of the things that I personally really love is going to tea um, and going to an actual sit down afternoon tea because most folks in, you know, the year of Beyonce 2021 have not been taught any type of formal dining etiquette. So taking someone that's little to a tea house and teaching them how to sit politely and eat and you know, use the proper utensils and where the napkin goes, and you know all that sort of thing. I love that, and so that is to me a great way to age play. And the people that run the tea house aren't any kind of the wiser because again, most people don't know this etiquette. So it just looks like someone's teaching somebody else etiquette. Nice. It does not look like there's some sort of weird scene happening. It just looks like somebody knows how to have tea and is teaching the other person how to have tea. 
Um, I love that so- idea. And I, I, I also like the idea of like a spa treatment or going to the spa together. It's mm-hmm. just like, we're having a girl's day or whatever day, I don't care your genders, but like the idea is like, we're having a special outing together because you've done such so good in school or whatever the story is. And we're just relaxing together. It's not even mm-hmm. necessarily a scene. It's just aftercare or before care, whatever you want to call it, self-care. Exactly. Like going to a pedicure with your partner is not only fun and relaxing, but like maybe your partner's into feet. The people that are at the pedicure place don't need to know that your partner's sneaking and creeping, looks at your feet while you're getting worked on, but maybe they definitely are. Like these are things that you can do again, very discreetly, not involving anybody else. Um, but they're super hot. They're super fun. Um, and you, you're spending time together, which is of course, supposedly the point of dates um <laughs> right you brought yeah, up good, something that you, you mm-hmm. brought up one thing that was good though earlier before we started recording where you talked about like keeping tally when you're out in public yes that's another thing you could do a lot of um age play relationships have a lot of rules because um you have a big that's kind of enacting the discipline and there's rules that the little should be following um and that doesn't turn off in public for a lot of people their their dynamic is 24 7 so i i've had a couple of different friends that have some really great ways that they enforce rules in public without being that fucking dick that's again spanking someone in public you're an asshole like don't do that um so what they'll do is they'll keep a tally so we might be at dinner with them and the little does something a little off manners wise and the dominant would just lean over and say that's one and then later on, the little might be a little sassy and talk back and the dominant might just lean over and say, that's two. And they're keeping track of these broken rules so that when they're in a place that's private and appropriate, they can do whatever it is, is the punishment that that's gonna happen for those rules. And the little then knows that they are expected to behave. They're expected to follow the rules because their dominant is watching and is most certainly keeping track. You know, you can have it in your phone. You can be, you know, sending, making a note each time. You can just be counting out loud if you have a great memory and you're going to remember that. Um, but there are absolutely ways to keep track of things and hold on to that shit till you get home. Mm-hmm. And it's on. Um, and it's on. And again, some people are like, oh no, I broke a rule. Other people, that's like the point and they're trying to be a complete brat and see how many rules they can break. And by the time you get home, you're at like 75 and your ass is about to be burnt up (laughs) so however it is you all like to play that's a great way to do it with again not involving everyone around you into your dynamic um because if you just silently you know quietly whisper that's one into somebody's ear nobody else even needs to know what you whispered in their ear but they know and you know so when you get home it's it's on and I, I appreciate that too, even as a kinkster, because even when I'm around all my kinkster friends and I see somebody with their dominant and their dominant needs to correct them, most of the time, I don't want to watch your dom correct you, whether it's for fun or for play. I'm not interested in that because it's not my kink unless I was trying to play with y'all previously or something. I don't want to watch that part of your dynamic. So it can be uncomfortable, even as a kinky person, if your dom mm-hmm. decides you've been a bad girl and now I have to give you your 15 spankings right now. I'm like, what the fuck? I thought we were going to go to Starbucks. You know, I didn't necessarily right. want to watch this. 
So, or like, I'm going to give you a very long, uncomfortable talking to you in front of the whole table. Like, oh, don't do that. I hate that. I hate that too. Don't do this. No, we so, don't want to be involved in this. We're just trying to have brunch, man. Exactly. Especially <laughs> if it's over your arbitrary rule that y'all set up that I don't have nothing. That's not even really related to anything. Like, right. You're only allowed to have two scoops of ice cream. I don't give a fuck about this. Now we have to listen. Man, these waffles are getting cold. I don't want this. Yeah, I don't want that. That's not my kink. So that's also too, like if the discipline and all of that, that's part of your kink. You don't have to involve everybody else in that process. Not at all. Not at all. And it's to me, I am very much into discipline. That is one of my major kinks. And it's so much hotter to me when it's personal and at home. Mm -hmm. like I wouldn't want to spank someone in public that to me would not be very fun and it wouldn't really get the point across that we're disciplining you for a specific thing you did it would almost be more like all the attentions on you getting a spanking right now yeah you're just the exhibitionist it's a scene now right like it's a scene now and it's either public humiliation or if you're in a kinky space everyone's just watching you have a hot spanking and like that's a different thing to me than being punished like that's not going to modify your behavior at all yeah that's not you know, going to encourage it. Yeah, It's either going to encourage it if that's something that you want, you are an exhibitionist, or it'll deeply traumatize you if you're not an exhibitionist. Either way, it's not working for discipline. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So, you know, it, it, I, I definitely really, like when I, when I kind of noticed that my friends were doing that, I thought that was so hot. And I'm not even sure anybody else even picked up on it, the little mm. numbers, but I was definitely just like, creeping and perving in the background like "Mm, she's up to four (laughs) I mean I'm a super pervert but I've always appreciated the subtle exhibitionist more than the like Mm -hmm. streaking type of exhibitionist absolutely I want to see I want to see it but I don't want everyone to see it I want to just have caught it because I was paying attention to whatever you were doing not you're broadcasting it so that everyone's looking at you Mm mm-hmm yep like I 100% want to wonder if they just open the door for you and let you walk in first because they're super polite or because you're their dominant I 100% want to like just be left wonder wondering absolutely and and this I don't want to hear after you mistress that ruins it like now I know now I don't have to wonder what you guys do at home yeah (laughs) it's less sexy for me even from the outside I'm just saying I like it exactly like you know like like pet players I, I love pet play, but, you know, maybe you shouldn't dog walk your partner down a busy street just for fun because it sends a lot of different messages about, one, wh- who the partner that's being, you know, dog walked, you're saying something about them to everyone. And mm-hmm. what that message is really depends sometimes on the type of person that you are the gender the race that you look like it's different if um, some mistress is dog walking her white man versus somebody's dog walking a black person versus a lot of different things and it doesn't make mm-hmm. it look bad but it does look bad without context and so that's the thing yeah. we don't have the context for why you're dog walking this person down the street we don't have the context and we also don't have the consent of everyone on that street and that very much bothers me Um, because being in public, we basically consent to seeing all sorts of interesting things that might upset us like Crocs, but we don't necessarily consent to seeing someone that's in a jock strap and a puppy hood being dog walked down the sidewalk. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And I will say again, like I'm sensitive to misogyny. I don't like seeing it. And I've seen a lot of kinksters who use kink as the tool to express their own personal misogyny. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of dominant men who think that women are created to be subjugated by them. And so their kink is doing this to women, like specifically doing something degrading to a woman. And it don't even necessarily matter which one, it's whatever one will let them, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm really sensitive to that. I get squicked. I don't like to watch it. That doesn't mean those people aren't allowed to play and do whatever they want. But it does mean, no, I don't want to watch this man watch walk this girl down the street on all fours and knowing that that's how he just wants to express his own little patriarchy. <laughs> like, that's not sexy to me. And I can understand. I don't, why. You know, I don't care what you're expressing. If I'm just trying to walk down a street and get from point A to point B, I don't want to see that. I'm a, I am a kinkster. I know what I'm looking at. And I just don't care. And I'm going to be pretty much annoyed that you're doing this out and about when you could be waiting for, you know, if you must dog walk someone down a public street, go to Folsom Street Fair, go to Folsom East, go to, you know, there's a Folsom in Berlin now, like Mm. find your local outdoor kink situation where it is for once agreed upon by everyone that we're going to see weird shit in the streets. But if Mm. it's not that day, it's not appropriate. Yeah. And you know good and well, like that's the part that annoys me. They know good and goddamn well that it's not appropriate and it's going to make other people uncomfortable and that's what they're getting off on and that's what bothers me i did not agree to become part of what you're getting off on yeah everybody's discomfort is part of the part of the Mm -hmm. the story yeah i did not agree to help humiliate you i did not agree to help you know your kink for people being grossed out by you i did not agree to help you be an exhibitionist like i didn't consent to any of it and it makes me even more furious as a kinkster because I 100% know what you're doing. I hate that. <laughs> like, yeah. I hate that. <laughs> it's true. And every now and then someone will flip it and be like, oh, it's different, Jackie, because it's a, a, a Black mistress and a white guy. No, I'm not. like, that white guy is getting his dream right now, which is the attention of everyone. And he gets to make everybody uncomfortable at the same time. That's like... Mm-hmm. He's it's getting like in everybody's business. He's mm-hmm. all up in everybody's business, whether they like it or not. If you turned around and saw him, now you're involved. And that, mm-hmm. that makes me irritated as fuck. Yeah, I agree. So I don't, even when the players are changed and switched around, the action itself, I don't like. But I'm, I was only bringing up the specific examples to be like, other people are going to project things onto it. You're making mm-hmm. everyone uncomfortable. And the, and the kink is making everybody uncomfortable. That's yes. part of it. Yeah, like if your kink is just to non-consensually make people uncomfortable and be sexual with them, just say that. <laughs> yeah. Like, just be like, you know what I really enjoy? Like, if you basically you are about one step away from people that masturbate on public transit. Like, mm-hmm. if your kink is just to drag people into your sexual experience and make them very uncomfortable, just fucking say that. Just fucking say, you know who I've always admired? People that pull their dick out on the train. Like, just mm-hmm. fucking say it and go don't act like you're doing something revolutionary and interesting you're not (laughs) yeah the revolutionary interesting part is to find ways to enjoy this thing without making everyone around you fucking uncomfortable like you can have your sexual freedom without encroaching like encroaching on anyone else's sexual freedom Mm -hmm. yep that's literally the point absolutely can so yeah i hope that you've learned a little something about uh, age play out in the wild. I know we've been 
no, you know what? Fuck saying I know we've been a little crabby. I'm not sorry. This is the Me and Mommy Kings podcast. You know what you signed up for. We didn't say this was the roses and sunshine. Everyone gets a fucking hug podcast. So you know what? I hope you've learned something and that you don't be an asshole in public. And if in the past you've been an asshole in public, you stop immediately. That's what I hope. Absolutely. I've been an asshole in public on many occasions. And then I had to get told or I had to run from something so I didn't get caught. And I've realized there's a better way. Not getting caught is my favorite way. It's like cops. Absolutely. I don't live my life so they just don't deal with me. I, the cops, I'm invisible to police. I don't have these issues, you know? So I'm going to live my life so that I can be as kinky as I want to be with the least amount of uh, outside scrutiny or outside consequences. Yes, exactly. Either outside scrutiny, legal consequences, someone beating your goddamn ass, you know, people doing crazy shit like doxing you to your employers. That shit Mm -hmm. has happened in real fucking life. People have doxed abdl people to their employers because they found pictures of them as babies and use it as leverage so again just be aware that there are all types yeah. of people in this world and some of them mean you fucking harm yeah. so you know be conscious of that shit you know I mean, that's a there's good, a reason that's a good that point. that's a good there's point a reason too. that we don't allow photographs at most kink events but mm-hmm. if you go someplace like Folsom street fair and you're walking around in a diaper you will have your picture taken Absolutely. Because that's how that works. So again, be very conscious of that. And if you are not in a place where your boss having a file of baby pictures put on his desk would be a problem, well, great. But if you are, you should be aware that this is a thing. You know, this is a very real consequence that could happen. Yeah, I mean, we should give a shout out to the National Coalition for Sexual Freedom because the NCSF really does help people who are going through like bad divorces or you know losing mm-hmm. a job or some situation housing where kink, housing your kink specifically housing. is used against you in a court of law in a lot of different ways mm-hmm. people can imply mental illness you know lose custody yep. of your children like lose custody of your own finances mm-hmm. um all Absolutely. kinds of things can happen if people can successfully argue that you're mentally ill to the point that you need quote unquote you know they can basically britney spears you Mm -hmm. so again this is these are like the worst case scenarios but i can guarantee you everyone that ended up in those courtrooms did not expect that to happen to them yeah and and the only point i'm trying to make is that it's more common than people realize i'm not trying to put it on you like that but almost every kingster i know someone has either outed them or tried to out them so it's a really easy way for really petty people to try to make a damaging impact on your life. Absolutely. I still remember when I was at work and one of my coworkers, a guy came up to me and he was like, I saw you on that fetish website. Like he whispered it in my ear. Now I'm Yikes. just lucky that I was born with absolutely zero shame. And so I said, oh, you was on the website too. Great. You know, cause that's the only way you're going to see me on, on that website is if you have a profile. So what the fuck, you know, leave me mm-hmm. alone. But yep. you have to be secure in yourself, out enough to do that, un- unafraid to confront somebody. And not everybody has all of those yep. at once. So, And even then, if you're in a situation where, again, you're in a custody battle or you're, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, there's just a million reasons why there's someone try to decide to sandbag you. And if you, again, have even the record of an arrest for doing something that looks sketchy to other people, that's not mm-hmm. great. You don't want yeah. that. 
Yeah, I mean, you you couldn't even be gay until fucking 2000, I felt like. So yeah, do you think being kinky is going to be? For real, you gay just got cool like two minutes ago. So kink is Mm -hmm. not, most kink is not even legal. I mean, the S&M part, if you're beating someone and there's proof that you beat someone, that's assault. It doesn't matter if they agreed to it. You assaulted somebody according to the law. And even if they say, I consented to that, you could still it depends get entirely exactly it depends entirely on who's arresting you Absolutely. as to whether or not they quote first of all believe you because Absolutely. a lot of folks are trained to not believe that shit so that they can stop domestics from happening mm-hmm. so first of all make sure that they're you're saying it in a way that's going to make them believe you and second of all they still might not and might just be like doesn't matter it's assault we're all going downtown now so that's not yeah. that's not that's not a good night for anybody yeah, all of these scenarios we're talking about, I'm not going to name anyone, but there are examples of everything that we've discussed. Absolutely. And if so, you're interested in learning more about both the legal risks and the legal protections that you have, NCSF, and is mm-hmm. in national, C is in coalition, <laughs> S <laughs> sexual, and F is in freedom, um, ncsf.org is a great place to start because their lawyers stay down and they will help you with anything that you might be going through or can at least tell you what your options are um, and they can really connect you with um, everything from uh, lawyers and, and legal help to kink-friendly therapists and things mm-hmm. like that. So there's a lot of great resources on their website. I'm glad you brought them up um, since we are talking about kink in public and the consequences that, that can lead to if you have made what's arguably kind of a dumb mistake and now you're in trouble. Those are the folks to reach out to. And I would just say, I don't know about anybody else's DS relationship, but this is just a good handy tip for everybody. Don't talk to police ever for any reason it doesn't have to do with ds period it, if Zero. It, there's literally no reason to talk to the police about almost anything ever for any yeah. reason just don't kink already is a problem legally anything you tell them they can flip and they will flip as necessary it can be used against you there's no they don't have to keep your privacy your confident nothing they're nope. not therapists nothing so anything you if they come to your door because somebody's screaming do you have a warrant close the door you don't talk to police don't talk to police about kink don't talk to police about kink if you're a person of color don't talk to police about kink if you're queer or trans Mm -hmm. don't talk to police about cake it's never gonna end well i live in a bubble i live in the bay area we call it a bubble because everyone here at least law enforcement things like that are for the most part actually really kink aware because we do so much kink in the streets like Folsom street fair but Mm -hmm. even then you could just plain have a police officer that doesn't care and or maybe is you know has managed to never attend any of those trainings or whatever you'd never fucking know don't do it yeah a lot of folks think of kink and queer in the same bucket and if they have a problem with queerness they can put that onto kink yeah so yeah and in places that are not the bay area you're even higher risk but even here I wouldn't talk to the police. That that's not going to end well. You never know. And again, um, even if someone is a kink-aware law enforcement officer, which don't get me started, um, mm. they are still trained to protect people in domestics. Yeah. And to get up in your business to make sure that no one's being harmed. So again, it's not going to end as well as you would like it to most of the fucking time, no matter where you are. Mm-mm. 
And that's why it's so important that y'all are constantly making clear what the boundaries are because you have to police your own relationship to make sure you're not going too far because mm-hmm. other people outside are going to have their own perceptions of what is and isn't agreed to and only you know what y'all agreed to and some of that and shit- also if you agree to some things and things go too far and that person goes to law enforcement the whole situation is going to look bad yeah the whole thing the whole shebang from start to yeah. finish is going to look real fucking bad because they're going to tell law enforcement all the different times you beat them and it's not going to go well. So again, you just have to be aware. You just be careful. You have, this is why we suggest vetting people, talking to them before you play, yeah. um, especially if you're going to do things that are more on the edge or a rougher play. Um, but really anything at all, just make sure that you know who you're playing with, you know, something, you know who you're playing with. Something I found out that always sort of blew my mind is that, you know, the rape shield law is the idea that if I'm raped, and they can't say, oh, you know, well, Jackie's a slut. She gets fucked all the time. So it's not rape. Like they can't use my sexual mm-hmm. history as a defense for why I got raped. But at the same time, it also works that way for kink. So if I say, yep. hey, I'm a kinkster. I get fucked this way all the time. I can't use my previous sexual history as a defense against anything. So mm-hmm. it makes it really hard to establish consent legally and legally, as the, as the person doing any sort of S&M, you are taking a lot of responsibility on if this goes to the left. And mm-hmm. it's very easy to paint you in a bad light. So that's the thing, Littles. It's like everybody wants to have a, a, a big or a grown up, but that's a lot of risk that I take on that this is going to end well amicably. And that even if I do the things that you like, I can still get fucked in trouble absolutely absolutely it takes one person to spread around that you're a pedophile even though you never played with anyone anywhere near under the age of 18 but because you like little shit and they don't understand the difference between age play and pedophilia it takes one good person to spread around that you're a pedophile and that shit sticks so again just be aware if you're not taking unnecessary risks in public, the chances of this are going to be a whole lot lower. Um, If you're kind of keeping a better eye on your social media, because people nowadays are all out there in social media, Mm. and then they'll go apply for a job, and you don't realize that your employer is looking up your social media. Yeah. Honestly, if I could go back and do anything, I might have been a little tighter with my information as a kinkster, because it has been something that has followed me around i'm not ashamed of it but i did not necessarily think about it as deeply as i should have because there's mm-hmm. jobs i can't apply for now yep absolutely a lot and of it's them. kind of a lot of them and and it affects all kinds of different directions like uh if either of us wanted to go adopt some kids who knows what mm-hmm. would pop up and they might be like you know what i don't think so just to be on the safe side and I wouldn't blame that person if they weren't well-versed in age play, but also that sucks, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> so it's, it's, the, you just be aware. I think that's one of the things we're really not teaching kids in general is be aware of your social media. It's almost still such a new thing. It's not yeah. new anymore, but it's still relatively new. Um, so we teach you, you know, not to go off with someone you just met on the internet, but we don't really teach you like, Hey, if you've put up a bunch of almost naked pictures of you in diapers, that shit can come back someday. 
Yes. And there are people out there who are literally just collecting those pictures. You don't know who has them. Somebody you would never even know that one picture. Um, so a quick tip I heard from some sex workers is that if you upload a picture and it doesn't have your, your face or tattoos or anything noticeable in it, you can watermark it. So that way you can see if it ever ends up somewhere else, you know how it got there. You can better follow where it went but honestly once it's online it's there forever right and And that's again they're there this is again not to make people ashamed and discourage them from expressing themselves online um but a be aware of the risks and be aware of what kind of jobs you may not be able to apply for in the future if you're running for public office for example that's going to be a fucking problem uh potentially Mm. if you're a teacher or something like that that might be a fucking problem um and you can take the security things you can make your profile private you can not put your face in pictures you can make sure you always use a scene name uh and that your real name is not linked to any of these things and that your email address is not used for the same uh, accounts everywhere you know what I mean like uh because that's when people start going through people's emails and being like oh an Instagram popped up or oh a Facebook popped up because you can search all that nowadays it's crazy it doesn't take any kind of special tools to be able to search people out um so uh, yeah social media is part of a lot of offices background checks nowadays so just something to be aware of a lot of businesses will absolutely look at your social media and you know they might judge you for being a party girl in college and posting like drunken pictures of yourself in club clothes a lot less harshly than they would judge you for being almost naked in a rope bondage picture yeah and is that fair absolutely not but is that reality yes Yeah, and that's what we're here for, is to help you navigate the reality of these things. We um, aren't discouraging you from trying it, but we've also just seen a lot of people fuck themselves up with small minor changes could have got them a different outcome. So we're just trying to give you perspective so you can make the changes and and have the adventure that you want to have. Yes. Absolutely. And, you know, be as safe as you can so that you don't have, um, again, unnecessary risks, things that could get you into trouble legally, personally, whatever, um, so that you're having fun, but not having the complications. If we can spare you guys any of these complications, we absolutely want to. Yeah, that's the thing about Mean Mommy. I mean, I love being Mean Mommy, but it's almost like a double-edged sword because once you know the real like social and legal responsibility and risks that are involved, it's like, I want to be mean to you, but I got to make sure that one, you agree to this, that you understand how to take consent back if you don't like it anymore, that you're not going to talk to the police, that you're not going to embarrass me in public, that you, you know, there's a lot that I have to make sure. I need to know about you as a person because a lot of folks will enter into these relationships and not know a whole lot about the other person as a human being. Mm -hmm. So it's helpful to know what, what they're capable of in a breakup, Mm. right? Because let's say you made a whole bunch of age play porn with this person that was just for personal use. Everybody knows in a breakup, sometimes terrible fucking people will take your shit and put it everywhere. So like, again, know people before you do these things that have evidence, basically, um, and these things that can follow you, know who you're dealing with, because it's just, sometimes people are terrible, like, I wish there was a better answer, but that's, that's really all it is. Sometimes people are just sacks of fucking trash, and even though they absolutely know that they're doing something harmful, they don't care. 
Yeah, or they're just fucking ignorant. Like, I've had people who really didn't understand why it was a problem. It's like, do you want your naked pictures out there? Stop, like, y'all broke oh, up. Stop showing those I'm gonna, pictures. I'm going to interrupt you here. They fucking knew. Okay, never mind. Mean mommy, tell me I'm wrong. They fucking knew. Everybody fucking knows that spreading someone's nudes around without their consent is not okay. This is not goddamn 1995 where the internet's on dial-up. They fucking knew. <laughs> I stand corrected. Fuck them. My bad. I will never. They were making an excuse. You wouldn't stop talking to them. That's what that was. They fucking yeah. knew. Yeah, that's true. I, I believe that, especially now that revenge porn, people are actually starting to yep. like make it a thing now, but people did. It's claim been a it thing. Could. Absolutely. It's been a thing. So again, just know who you're, who you're dealing with. Be, make sure you're, you're with someone that has integrity. I've had breakups where I don't love the person that I just broke up with, but I'm not going to put their shit all over the internet because that's not okay to do. You know, like we're not cool. We're not hanging out, but I also, I'm not going to put videos we made on the fucking website. Like what the fuck is that? (laughs) I'll also say if y'all have a profile and you have naked pictures of someone and y'all broke up, then you should probably take those pictures down unless they've said it's fine to keep them up. Like just as a general rule. Yeah, I mean, it, there's just a lot. There's a lot, lot that can be said about breakups. Maybe that'll be another another episode. Ooh, age playing breakups. breakups. That, that's would a be a, that would be a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll do that some other day because that's a layered and nuanced topic. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think we've uh, we kind of covered most of what we want to do for uh, age play out outdoors, age play in the wild. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of options to have good fun. I think we've listed several of them out, and there's a lot of ways where that shit can go wrong. And I think we've listed several of them out. So I don't know what else the fuck y'all kids want from me because mommy's tired. Yeah, we've given you the tools. Good luck and don't fuck it up. (laughs) And don't fuck it up. All right, bye, y'all. Bye, everybody.